Well, hi, my name is Teresa Dedman. Welcome to Create Talks. It's time to start a global conversation about how creativity with God is the game changer for living a fulfilled life. It's in us. It's who we are. Creativity is in our DNA. You will hear from me and hosts of guests I will be interviewing who are transforming culture and the church as they co-create with God. So I invite you to come and be part of this kingdom creative global family. I have seen countless people find freedom and healing when they discover their unique creative purpose in life. So I want to empower you to create with God and unleash your creative destiny. So come on and let's get going. Welcome to Create Talks. This is our first episode ever. Drum roll, please. Woo! Oh my gosh, I am so excited to get this conversation started on exploring our creative DNA and how God wired us. So many of us fail to complete what God has really called us to be because we don't start with identity. Rather, we start with achievement. I know in my own life, I have so suffered with this. I have tried countless times to be perfect in everything I do creatively and in life. And guess what, guys? It don't work out well for you, if you know what I mean. You have so many issues that come. You don't like yourself. You don't like what you create. And most of us give up on our dreams. I don't know about you, but it's time to change the record. It's time to change the voice that we're listening to. It's time to find out that we are called to enjoy ourselves and create with God, knowing that He loves us, knowing that we are perfectly made in His image to be His child to enjoy. So I want you to realize that you are an original Forget about trying to conform to someone else's image and start to live your life completely free with God to see that your dreams are worth happening and worth pursuing, but only as you understand that he loves you. So it doesn't start with achievement. Can I get another drum roll, please? It starts with you enjoying God as you create. That's what we want to talk about. We want to start a conversation about you exercising your creative muscles, not to try and be perfect for someone else's body, thank you, but for your own body so that you can enjoy the way that he created you to be. Doesn't that sound like fun? I mean, doesn't that sound like something that you want to do? I know that it has changed my life. So let me tell you a little bit about like who I am. So I, I began like this journey and because I said yes and I took a risk and I began to explore who Jesus is as the creator, it was the game changer. So because of that, I have been able to myself and with my team and with people around the planet whenever I speak, I've actually seen art done in the presence heal people. I know, weird, but it is true. I've seen people sing at Cornell University in a 
and something I was doing on creativity, and I saw a woman's leg grow out, and I saw revival start in Cornell University. There are countless miracles of churches that are now creative because I've been able to come and spark in them this thing called co-creating with God. And so it has led me to re, you know, write books, to do e-courses, to be a global movement creative catalyst that changes people's lives. But you might say, well, wow, well, that's you, Teresa. No, 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 no. I remember growing up, I was the most shy person you would ever want to meet. Yeah, I was the one hiding behind my mom's skirts. That was me. And I remember thinking, but I love to create. But I was so riddled with fear. And as I got involved in hearing God's voice, as I got involved in ministry, in doing things when I was young and in high school and in college and went to Bible college, as I began this journey, I still was in this performance jacket. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. Some of you feel that right now. And so what happened is I came to Bethel in 2002, did our school of ministry in first year, and then after that was asked to come on staff. And I began to see that God, the creator, had been lost in church. I began to see that people were still living in fear when they created and I decided to do something about this. This scared little girl began to do something about this, and I began to activate people to co-create with God and see incredible results that the miraculous just wants to use out of us. We are born. It's in our DNA. And so that's a little bit about my story and how I got started and how this Create Talks can change your life just because this little girl who was so afraid got started. So now I am going to help you really break free so that you can live and freedom as well, just like that scared little girl that got picked up by the love of Jesus and now is set free to create. I want to impart that to you and show you how. So the first thing that I love to do in this journey is think about what happened in Genesis 1. I mean, let's start at the very beginning. We are introduced to God, and he says, in the beginning, God, what did he do? He created the first thing that we find out about who God is in his nature is that he is creative and that he enjoyed that process. In fact, every time he created, the, the next part said, and it was good. And when he created man in his image, Genesis 1 verse 27, that means that he created us out of his own imagination so that we would reflect him. We are a mirror image of God. We are a part of it. And this is who we are. And if God is creative in Genesis 1, guess what? Then you, you are creative. It's in your DNA. It's not about an ability. Forget about all those people that that are out there around you that have said that you're not creative because you're not good at this, you're not good at that. That is bogus. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You are creative because you are just like your father in heaven. If he's creative, you are creative. End of story. Put a period and exclamation point by that. And don't let the enemy rob you of what has happened in the past 
to stop you from knowing that you are creative and that it's good. So let's explore that too. A lot of us out there, when we create, we can, we've compared what we've created and we've said, oh, that's not as good as Susie. That's not as great as that. And what happens is like we box ourselves in because we try and put on someone else's, I would say, armor. Like what happened with David and Saul, we, we're trying to conform because we think that doing that will make us perfect. I remember when I was in our first year program in Bethel at School of Ministry in 2002, too, and I was getting set free. I was learning this concept that what I create is good. What I'm doing is for his favor, but it's also for me to feel the pleasure of God as I create rather than starting with performance and trying to be perfect. And I knew my mom as an artist, she was going to visit and I had just done a painting that represented my ministry in Mexico. And as I'm finishing it up, I heard this little voice and I'm sure a lot of you hear this voice. It's called the critical parent saying, oh, I know it's not going to be good enough for my mom to see. I know that I didn't do this right. Can anybody relate to that little voice? And so when my mom came up, I she began to look at my artwork. And as she did, she began to critique it. And as she did, I knew that I had a choice. I had to believe that I am creative and that what I create is good and is done for the purpose of bringing pleasure to myself and pleasure to him or I could go back to fearing what man thought. And so right in the middle of her sharing, that's right, I interrupted my mom. I said, Mom, I like it the way it is. And all of a sudden, I felt this weight on my shoulders come falling, just was falling off of me. And I realized that I had a right to create from the presence to please my father and to please me rather than please man. Bill Johnson has a quote, which I love, and he says, I can't afford to have a thought in my head that did not originate in the heart of God. So when God sees whatever you create, whatever you're doing, he says, it is good. End of story. He's putting a period behind that and saying he backs it up because you are his child. In Genesis 1:27, you are made in his image. This is the focal point of why you are created to enjoy the process of creating anything and everything for his pleasure. I don't know about you, but that sounds so good because a lot of us have lived in this performance mode of fearing that what we create isn't good enough. And so I'd love to take you on an encounter right now and break that thing off. Come on, come on, you feel it, you want it, I know you want it, I want it for you. So right now, I want you just wherever you are to pause a moment and just turn your affection to Father God and say, Father God, do you love me? And do you love what I create? And then ask him, is it good? Just go ahead, we're gonna take a moment, we're gonna pause and just let Father God speak to you. All right, I'm coming, I'm bringing you back. So right now, I want this to be your new normal. 
I want you every time that you look in the mirror, every time that you start to think about creating, I want you not to curse yourself, but to bless yourself and say, what I create today is good. What I am called to do is create with my Papa God and see his image reflected in what I do. See, it starts with you loving yourself the way that God designed you to be. He designed you to be creative. One of the other verses that is so key for us in this first episode is Genesis 2.20. If you can, read it later, but I'm just going to paraphrase it right now for all of us here. But in this verse, here is God. He's created every animal, every insect. Don't ask me how he thought of centipedes and insects and thought that they were worthy of being created, but that's another story I will ask him at another late, later date. But So he created all these wonderful animals that we all enjoy under the sea, above the earth, all around, but he decided to allow Adam to co-create with him. Okay, so the story is of us understanding who God is, but then he begins to move into a place where he's allowing his, his creation, Adam, to co-create with him. And he says, hey, Adam, I want you to name all the animals. Now, this wasn't a, a, a very, like, I would say, like, easy feat. Can you imagine how many animals, insects, birds, things that he had to, he had to give a name to? So what was God teaching him at that point? He was teaching him that I value you, Adam. I value what you declare. I say that whatever you say is good. Come on, Adam, co-create with me. And the reason why we know that Adam got it is that when God created Eve, God didn't have to ask Adam, hey, go ahead and what's her name? The minute that he saw her, the wow factor, and he said, this is bone of my bone, this is flesh of my flesh, and she will be Eve. And he understood the process of co-creating, that God created this, this wonderful woman for him, but also that he could, again, be a part of the co-creating process. And again, when we see this, we never see Adam struggling. We never see, there's no scripture that says, oh, you know what? And Adam had a hard time naming that elephant. We find out that Adam was enjoying the process with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit. And that's what he wants to do for us. And so I want you just to understand that as you begin this process of understanding who you are God wants to set you free from constraints that have made you feel that you could not create with God. I don't know about you, but many of us out there have grown up thinking that God is an angry God. I know in my life, I grew up thinking that I was very distant from the Father. And it wasn't until I really understood that he loves us and we're his precious child and he wants to hold us close and he wants an intimate relationship did that understand that he wanted us to be involved in who he is and how he wants the earth to be. See, that's the beauty of Jesus. Jesus said, hey, guys, I'm taking off when he died. His last words were he gave them the the keys to the kingdom so that they could do that. See, God always wants us to be involved with what he is doing on the earth. 
And that means that he wants you to be involved in you loving yourself, seeing yourself the way that he enjoys you, and then begin that process of knowing that he now wants to show you that he's a loving father that wants to co-create with you. So I want you just to close your eyes. We're going to go on an encounter. And I want you to think about the father that created you, that knit you together in your mother's womb in Psalm 139, that knows every hair on your head, that knows you from the start to the finish. And I want you in your sanctified imagination to ask him a question. Say, Father God, do you want me to co-create with you? Do you want me to enjoy creating and invite you in? You see, in this process of what's happening right now is you thought that you had to do it solo. You thought in your life to write that song, to create those lyrics, to create that painting, to go into the arts and entertainment industry, to do whatever you're called to be, you thought that you had to do it solo. But that has never been the case with God. God never ever leaves you, but he also wants to teach you how to co-create with him because he has so many more ideas than we have. I mean, I'll never forget when I first came here and I saw God move upon so many people as they co-created with him. The things that are happening in the miraculous and the things that are happening in society, I can't even keep track of all of them because God loves his children so much that he wants to give us ideas in our sanctified imagination that go way past what we could ever do on our own. So remember that you are creative, it's in your DNA, <laughs> that whatever you create is good. And say that to yourself. Don't ever start a day without saying, I am loved by my Father, and what I create is good, and I am creative. And then as we start understanding Him as Creator God, then to ask Him in that process to begin to give us sanctified creative ideas when we create and we feel his pleasure. So those are things that are that have really helped me to grow in my creative process that I wanted to share with you so that you could get past these hurdles, these the straight jacket that I talked about at performance and enjoy yourself as a creator in God's presence. Oh my gosh, I feel so excited for you because you are unpackaging things that you might have never heard before. This is part of your creative destiny. When I first heard this, this was so important for me to understand like what is an encounter? Uh, encounters are ways that we can get truth inside of us. I can know something as knowledge in my head, but unless it reaches down and actually comes around and forms inside of me, I still believe the opposite. So that's why finding out what does God say about you in an encounter is hearing God's voice and having that go so deep inside of you through listening intently to him that it changes the way that we're wired to think in our everyday life. And so I want you practically during this next entire week to start to think about who you are, 
Know that you are creative. Say that to yourself. Declare who you are and that you can create with God and then take practical steps to create this week and feel his pleasure. In my book, Born to Create, I said I was coloring inside the lines of other people's expectations, which left my signature out of the picture. And you need to get your signature back. And that takes finding a different way of seeing yourself, of viewing yourself. Remember, we started with Genesis 1 in the beginning. So in the beginning of this first episode, you get an incredible understanding that you are creative and that what you create is good and that you are good in God's eyes and he has adventures for you to go into to see who you are as you co-create with him. So I hope that you've enjoyed this. Encounters are important. You can ask God these questions and just make sure you pause your mind and let him speak to you in that place in that still small voice and make sure that you hear that and then activate by believing that. That's the power of a transformed mind. Study Romans 12 when you get a chance. And so in this, as we wrap up, I am just so excited that you came with me on this journey. I am so excited that we're we're tracking with God as the creator now, that we have him and we understand his plan for us, that we are created in his image. And I just want to give you a, a quick shout out. If you really enjoyed this, check out my Create 28. It's my e-course on TeresaDebman.com. I really help you to get more set free in understanding these concepts about creative identity. I also give you lots of activations and lots of encounter space so that you can grow. Okay, and last but not least, oh, I am so excited. Drum roll, please, everyone. We have Brian Simmons with us in our next episode. If you don't know Brian, you are going to love this man. He wrote the Passion Translation. He is an amazing historian. He travels to Israel and does tours every single year. But his heart to understand God as creator is so beautiful. And he packages that and helps us to grow in who we are in our creative process as we co-create with him. So he is going to take you on a journey that is going to change the way that you think about God and who he is biblically and also in your personal life. So I will see you then in the next episode and can't wait for you to discover more about who you are and how you're wired to see yourself the way God sees you as creative. And remember, you are born to create.